It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Eat me now! I'm On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by FantasyPoints.com. That's the site that Joe co-owns with the guru, Graham Barfield. I mean, there's unbelievable how many guys that they got over there. Tom Brawley, you can get Kaplan stuff over there, Cosell stuff over there. It's amazing. Just make sure you use the code FEAST when you sign up and make sure you follow Joe on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. This is the show that's so nice. We do it twice. We do all the Thursday nighter and the Sunday one o'clock games in episode one. Episode two is the late game Sunday and the Monday night football game. Please follow me on the various social media platforms at Ross Tucker NFL or our podcast handle at Ross Tucker pod, Twitter and Instagram. Intern Casey does an amazing job posting the best social media clips from every show like Greg Cosell on today's Ross Tucker football podcast. Always a lot of things we clip from Joe and they all from Joe and from Greg Cosell and they all go up on our YouTube page youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL reminder I'm giving away the final Madden code tomorrow on the Ross Tucker football podcast so send in your DraftKings sponsor confirmation or Omaha Stakes or fantasypoints.com using the code feast Joe let's get to Miami and San Francisco Again, we're recording this Wednesday at just about 1 p.m. Eastern time. Do we know who the Niners quarterback is this week? Yeah, they're going with Fitz. Um, and but I mean, no, no, Niners. I said, oh, the Niners Niners quarterback. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant Miami. No. Uh, it looks like Jimmy Jimmy G's probably on track to be back this week. But uh, Nick Mullins had a rough go of it last week, Ross, against that Eagles pressure. They really got after him. Uh, and then they they came in and C.J. Beathard did a nice job, just kind of uh, putting him in a position to potentially win the game, but. It was not to be for the Niners. The one other thing for the Niners that I, I'm curious about, who is 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 uh, Raheem Mostert going to play? How about Jarek McKinnon? Talk about an underreported story thus far. He played 91% of the snaps against Philadelphia, put up over 20 fantasy points in a PPR. He has been awesome so far this year, and it's good to see in a year where people are getting sick and more people are getting injured and it's just a mess of a season that a player like Jarek McKinnon has overcome so much adversity that he's out there and he is kicking ass for fantasy purposes, quite frankly. So it was good to see that from Jarek McKinnon. But if Raheem Mostert is back, Jarek McKinnon's probably going to be back to a rotational role, but certainly somebody who's worth considering for your fantasy lineups. Now, the other thing with San Francisco, they got Debo Samuel's feet wet, uh, not uh, no pun intended, coming off the foot injury against Philly. He played about 30% of the snaps, uh, had a rush attempt, and had three targets, and he caught them all. I would anticipate that his role is going to increase, and I want to see what that breakdown is at wide receiver with him and um, and Brandon Ayuk. Uh, they cut Mohamed Sanu this week, so they obviously feel good about the health of Debo Samuel. The Ayuk and Samuel are on the wide receiver three radar, and I'll feel better about those guys if Jimmy Garoppolo plays this week, as I anticipate he will. Okay, what about 
The other side for the Miami Dolphins, it is Fitz again. Interesting that they do not think that Tua Tungo-Vailoa is ready yet. And Gesicki has let some people down. Oh, he's been awful. One catch in that game. Uh, I think it's now back-to-back games with one catch for Gesicki. Fortunately, on Thursday night a couple weeks ago, he caught it for a touchdown. So uh, that's been a problem. Want to check the status of Richard Sherman. I believe he is eligible to come off of IR this week. That would be bad news for Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. I mean, Preston Williams hasn't done anything of note really this year anyway, but Devontae Parker had a big game. You're probably sucking it up and playing Devontae Parker anyway, but this is a tough uh, San Fran run defense. We saw that last week against Miles Sanders. So Miles Gaskin is really merely a flex play. Um, for Miami, I really only feel good about Devontae Parker, and less so if uh, if Richard Sherman can play. Giants, Cowboys. Oh, Cowboys' boy. defense is a disaster. Are there Giants we should be firing up? But, should we stream Daniel Jones? What do you got? Uh, to, uh, to put a spin on the old adage, Ross, this is a, a stoppable object against a movable force. <laughs> and uh, which one gives? Um, I just tend to think, not, not, not that I think Dallas is. Um, not that I think Dallas's defense is all of a sudden going to be good after this week. I just tend to think Dallas is going to sort of get right this week because the Giants just do not have any talent. I mean, their offensive line has been a disaster. Andrew Thomas is having a rough go of it, as you might anticipate. Ross, he's a rookie tackle. Not saying his career is over right now, but uh, but he's having a rough go of it. According to Sports Info Solutions, he's blown more blocks in pass protection than any tackle in professional football. Um, so I think Dallas is going to be able to be able to get after Danny Dimes. The one thing I, I, I did notice about that Giants game last week against the Rams, and I un- unfortunately had the mis uh, the the displeasure of watching that entire crap fest. Um, I actually thought Devontae Freeman looked like he had some juice to him. I think he looks pretty good. He was up in over fifty percent of the snaps. And Dallas's run defense, we, we we can talk about the secondary all day long. Dallas's secondary sucks. Their run defense was embarrassing. Last week, they were non-competitive. Nick Chubb was gashing them. He goes out. Kareem Hunt gashes them. They put they put in De Ernest Johnson, not an Ernest Johnson, D Ernest Johnson, and he comes in there and he eats them up for ten yards a carry. Kind of like Devontae Freeman this week. I think the Giants are going to try to do everything they can to keep that Cowboy offense off the field because I don't think the Giants are slowing down the Cowboy offense. I'll tell you that much. What about on the other side? The Giants' defense was pretty good against the Rams. Yeah, so the thing about the Giants' uh, defense is I think their run D has been really good. Uh, Two weeks ago against San Fran, they ate up San Fran at the point of attack. So they got those big, beefy defensive linemen in there, and they they really did a good job on San Fran. You saw it last week against the Rams. Everybody on planet Earth was playing Daryl Henderson in DFS. That did not work out. So – I think Zeke Elliott, who has not looked great to me this year, if he's going to do it this week, he's going to have to do it through the air. Fortunately for him, Dak Prescott's on pace for over 800 pass attempts. Nobody in NFL history has more than 727. That was Matthew Stafford back in 2012. So um, this is this is an offense that is throwing a lot because it has to, quite frankly, uh, because the defense is so bad. And Zeke Elliott is catching passes. That's a good thing. The, uh, you know, you know what to do with Dallas. You play Dak, you play um, C.D. Lamb, you play uh, Omari Cooper every week. You, you still have to play Zeke because he's getting it done in the passing game. My question is, what the hell's going on with Michael Gallup? Like, how does Dak Prescott throw for 500 yards and Michael Gallup has two, two catches? 
I like. I, I mean, could, was that the Denzel Ward factor? I haven't looked at the All 22 yet, but that was not an encouraging sign. I think mostly you you, you still have to suck it up and play Gallup because you don't want to you don't want to miss the blow up week given this passing offense. But he's been a huge disappointment on a team where the decisions, frankly, have been easy. Otherwise, you just play everybody else. Okay, uh, Colts Browns. Joe, I don't. I, I'm not a fantasy football expert, but I'm a football expert. I got Odell Beckham Jr. in almost every league too. You go back to our best ball drafts. Go back to my our season long. I know what it was like to play with a hernia. Um, had his breakout game. Can he do it again against the Colts? D is the question. Well, the Colts D has been. Uh, one of the underreported stories of the NFL season, uh, number one in Football Outsiders DVOA. It has been excellent. Um, now I know. Look, they played. They played Nick Foles last week. Okay, we know what Nick Foles is, but they really got after him. Um, Foles was terrible on third downs. The Colts have the best third down opponent percentage in the NFL. Opponents are converting only thirty one percent of their third downs against the Colts. That's number one in the NFL. It's a bad, bad matchup for Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I'm putting Odell Beckham. Uh, after what I saw last week, maybe this is anecdotal, maybe it's reactionary, but after what I saw last week, I have a hard time sitting Odell Beckham. But uh, especially since Jarvis Landry is doing really nothing as a receiver. So it's Beckham in the passing game. I am sitting Baker Mayfield. I do not want to play Baker Mayfield against this defense. But I said it on Twitter this week. I believe it. I think Kareem Hunt can be a top three running back with Nick Chubb on IR. Uh, I like He's looked great, and... Uh, the big, the big refrain was, "Oh, you know, how can you say that?" Like, you, 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 uh, Ernest Johnson led them in rushing. Here was my uh, take on that. Kareem Hunt came into last week's game uh, against the Cowboys with a groin injury, and when Nick Chubb went down, they put the Ernest Johnson in to say, "Hey." You know, let's try to stick with this, stick with rotating Hunt, not overwork him. And Dearness Johnson's eating up chunks of yardage. He's getting 10 yards per, per pop against a terrible Cowboy defense that showed no signs of resistance whatsoever. So my thought is, why would Cleveland have decided with Dearness Johnson doing what he was doing on the ground to give, to give Kareem Hunt 30 carries in that game when they knew he was hurt? So I think the game plan is going to be different this, this week. I think they're going to go in, not to say Dearness Johnson won't be involved, but I think they're going to go in with the idea that if Kareem Hunt is healthy, he is our bell cow. He is going to get 20 touches in this game. He is a top five fantasy running back, and I know this is a really good defense, um, uh, but Kareem Hunt can get it done through the air. He can get it done at the goal line. He is going to have volume in this game. I love him uh, as long as Nick Chubb is out. Colts on the other side? Uh, one thing I've been really puzzled by is the insistence of Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni to make this a three running back rotation. Why is Jordan Wilkins getting 10 touches? He had nine carries for 16 yards in that game. And I know Jonathan Taylor hasn't lit the world on fire, but uh, Jordan Wilkins is doing absolutely nothing. And I don't know why he's playing as much as he is. Um, Jonathan Taylor right now, I, I hate to say it, I mean, he's getting enough work that he's in your lineup, but he's an RB2 right now. And I thought he'd be a hammer RB1. He hasn't lit the world on fire. I think he's partially to blame. He hasn't taken full control of that backfield. But they are, they, you know they're going to work Hines in. And now Jordan Wilkins was the unknown variable. That's the variable we didn't anticipate that they are throwing out there. And it's been a huge disappointment for Jonathan Taylor. One other player I need to call attention to. What the hell is going on with T.Y. Hilton? 
I mean, he is doing absolutely nothing. He hasn't top 10. He has top 10 fantasy points in, in PPR in one of his last nine games. He hasn't had a hundred yard game since Andrew Luck retired. I think that, I mean, they're not throwing the ball a ton. I think Hilton's probably a wide receiver three right now, but that is a huge disappointment. I almost feel more comfortable with Zach Pascal at this point. It, it's really, really upsetting what I'm seeing from T.Y. Hilton. Huh. All right. Um, Broncos are at the Patriots. Hopefully that game gets yeah. played. Doesn't seem like Stephon Gilmore will play in it. Does that make a difference? Uh yeah, probably for Jerry Judy a little bit. We don't know who's going to be the Broncos quarterback right now. It's going to be either Brett. I doubt they're going to Driscoll, but it's going to be either Brett Rippon or, or or Drew Locke. Um, not a great matchup for either. Also, one problem here is Philip Lindsay's expected back this week. So that muddies up the backfield after Melvin Gordon had a huge game on uh, on uh, on Thursday night. So Melvin Gordon coming off a huge game, now he's going to get competition in that backfield. I think this is going to be a really bad matchup, if the game is played, of course, uh, for the Denver Broncos offense. Jerry Judy, though, would benefit from Stephon Gilmore being, being um, out um, uh, because I would think – in the event that uh, everybody was healthy here, uh, that Bill Belichick would probably entertain putting Stefan Gilmore on Noah Fant. Well, both of those guys are trending to being out. Noah Fant has an ankle injury. So uh, if you're desperate for somebody in this game, you can maybe go with Tim Patrick from Denver, who had 100 yards last week uh, on Thursday night against the Jets. You can go with him uh, if you're desperate for somebody. But with Philip Lindsay coming back, all the injuries that uh, we don't know Denver's quarterback is going to be. This is one of the least appealing fantasy teams of the week, in my opinion. New England on the other side offensively. I yeah, hope Cam's back. Uh, it was great to see D- uh, Damian Harris. Uh, you know, Ross, we talked about him a ton in August. Uh, I-, I was drafting him everywhere. He ends up with a bad injury luck with the, the finger on IR. Uh, but he comes out and he runs for 100 yards in his first start. The Patriots, Ross are one of two teams in the NFL who have uh, two different guys run for 100 yards this year. Do you know the other? Browns? Steelers. Benny Snell did it in week one, and James Conner's done it in each of their last two games. Oh, so the okay. Patriots now with Sony Michelle, who's now on IR, and uh, Damian Harris are one of two teams in the NFL who's had two different guys run for 100 yards. So uh, that was encouraging to see. Um, Edelman had a terrible game uh, with uh, Hoyer and, and Stidham in there. And I know Hoyer was awful, but uh, Edelman Edelman with the drops, one leading to the uh, Tyron Matthew pick six, um, that was really, really rough to see. But, again, it um, sounds like we're whistling past the graveyard here. We don't know what's going to happen with the COVID. But uh, Cam Newton, if he plays, I'm starting him uh, against Denver. Uh, Damian Harris, I feel good about. And then you probably have to play Edelman and you can take a shot on Nikhil Harry who scored a touchdown. He doesn't look great to me. He looks pretty slow, uh, but he's a contested catch guy. Um, but again, with, with, with COVID, I would not be making any decisions early in the week on this game. Last time I checked the Seahawks are seven point favorites over the Vikings on the DraftKings sportsbook mm-hmm. app. Uh, even though the Vikings offense has been good the last couple weeks, reminder, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. And while there's still basketball, they got a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code ROSS. Get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe, uh, I mean, Seattle and Minnesota, there's got to be a lot of points. I mean, this has got to be a featured game, right? Yeah, and if you're worried about, like, maybe Josh Allen um, with COVID uh, potentially bagging that game against Tennessee, uh, Cam Newton, obviously – Kirk Cousins is is almost certainly out there on your waiver wire. He is somebody you could probably pick up and decide to start um, in your fantasy leagues. Uh, now, look, Justin Jefferson has done it in back-to-back weeks. And here's the encouraging thing about Justin Jefferson. This is not a high-volume uh, Vikings passing game. But on the season, 51% of Kirk Cousins' throws have gone to either Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson. So when he is throwing the ball, it's going to one of those two guys. So Minnesota, to me, you can stream Cousins this week, but this is a team that has three fantasy players, and right now you probably want to start them in all of your leagues. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. And you certainly want to start the receivers against this Seattle defense, which has had a really tough time stopping opposing passing games. Would Cousins be a quarterback streamer, Joe? For sure, especially if you're worried about Josh Allen, uh, Ryan Tannehill, um, Cam Newton uh, with, with with COVID. And by the way, two quarterbacks on bye this week, Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford, who are start-worthy fantasy quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins is a streamable quarterback this week and should be ranked pretty highly on most boards. All right. Chargers, Saints, Monday nighter. You know, normally I would say, well, Chargers at least have a pretty good defense, but this feels like another one that could be a a lot of good fantasy points for guys. And uh, keep in mind, um, I don't know how much this is going to change things for you guys. Um, This game might have to be moved from New Orleans because in addition to the entire COVID pandemic, uh, there's Hurricane Delta is approaching New Orleans. So um, I saw Greg Aiello, I believe it was Greg Aiello from the NFL, um, uh, saying that that, uh, Indianapolis, people in Indianapolis have been informed uh, the Colts have been informed that they might move the the Chargers-Saints game to Indianapolis. Now, it would be played indoors still, which is good news for the Saints offense. But just keep that in mind. Um, the other thing you have to watch here is what is Michael Thomas's status. And we need to get a definitive answer on Michael Thomas because it's a Monday night game. You don't want to have to be going into Monday night um, and not know Michael Thomas's status if you don't have a decent backup option. Traquan Smith, he scored the two touchdowns. That's a good backup option. If uh, your backup option is somebody from the Chargers like Jalen Guyton, I'd probably err on the side of caution and play somebody from Sunday over Michael Thomas. But let's see what the reports are. The Saints don't practice until this afternoon. We're recording this on Wednesday, but you're listening to this on Thursday. So it's Thursday afternoon when when they practice. We'll start to get the updates on Michael Thomas there. Um, But like you said, Ross, with all the injuries to the Chargers, it's looking pretty good for Drew Brees, especially if Thomas can play. Yeah. Um, What about, you know, I'll tell you what, Joe, Herbert. I mean, he's yeah. he's looking good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's the fascinating stat. And here's – I was fading Keenan Allen full fade this offseason because I thought, you know, as good as Keenan Allen is, and I love him, it's going to be a low-volume passing game. 
And I think that would have borne out with Tyrod Taylor. But I also thought it would bear out because I wasn't foolish enough to think Tyrod Taylor would start the whole year. I didn't anticipate the circumstances that would lead to Justin Herbert starting. But you knew there was no way Tyrod Taylor was starting 16 games. But I also thought this would be a low-volume passing game with Justin Herbert, who I thought was more talented guy, but I thought he was a project. Well, Tyrod, uh, through three games, three starts in his career, Justin Herbert has as many games throwing for 290 yards as Tyrod Taylor has in his career. Three. He's done it in all three games. He has more games throwing for 300 yards than Tyrod Taylor has in his career. Two to one. So Justin Herbert, I, don't, I, I can't see how that he would possibly lose his job right now. But obviously, Keenan Allen is in your lineup. And I'm bearing the lead here, the backfield. Austin Eckler has a serious injury. Um, I think Joshua Kelly has a chance to be a low-end RB1 based on usage because he's been better in the passing game than I anticipated. The problem is Joshua Kelly has fumbled in back-to-back games. And an old-school coach like Anthony Lynn might decide, you put the ball on the ground, you ain't playing as much as I like you as a player. So Justin Jackson, I think, has some flex appeal. And in the event Joshua Kelly uh, fumbles again, Justin Jackson could fall ass backwards into the lead back role here for the Chargers. So he's somebody, and Joshua Kelly, I mean, if he was on your waiver wire, he would have been scooped up by now. Most competitively, he was owned before this week anyway. But just Justin Jackson might be out there, and he is somebody you can absolutely consider. He is viable uh, uh, as a flex option because if, jo- if Joshua Kelly puts the ball on the ground again, Justin Jackson could be in line for 15 touches. It's a really good point, Joe. I might even see if he's available because – I'm not getting anything out of my second running back. I got like Cam Akers, Frank Gore, Ugh. rough. And I got, dude, I got a stacked team other than that. Like I got Keenan Allen, Odo Beckham Jr., um, Stephon Diggs. I mean, I, I, I'm happy with my team, especially since it's a 16 teamer. It's just that second back. running back spot is really, really hurting me. Joe, this was awesome. It always is. Please follow Joe on social media. He's incredible. He is as good a fantasy analyst as out there. And if you check the fantasypros.com stats, they'll tell you he's got the best ranking over the last five years. At FG underscore Dolan. His website is fantasypoints.com, where it's not just him. It's the guru, John Hansen, and more. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL everywhere. Please rate and review the podcast. If you ever rate and review the podcast, and send me a screenshot of that, Ross, at RossTucker.com. I'll let you ask Joe any question you would like. Other than that, I am totally stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.